the Scare Zone Fun Size. That's right, very special edition right here. If you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio feed, go watch it on YouTube. It's a lot more fun. Joined by my buddy, my my horror original friend. That's right. Uh, Will Haynes. Go back a long time. Long, long time, yeah. 20 years or so of going on to haunts together. And hopefully next week we'll be doing a very special one. That's why we have a special guest with us today. You've heard him on Scare Zone over the years many times. Uh, multiple interviews as well as... Uh, media events and press events and a little pop in two minutes here and there, but we're so happy to have him back uh, joining us today. Patrick Braylord, welcome back to Scare Zone. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's good, man. Well, look, if you want to hear your backstory, we've gone through this multiple times. I feel like there's other episodes for that. You can go back. Yeah, we can absolutely. I, we've covered this. We've gone through it. But let's the last not let's, let's not let's not bore the crowd. No, let's not, we don't need to yeah. repeat ourselves. But the last six months or so has been. Obviously, quite a change for you, and I was really excited to get. It was rumored; people were telling me, "They're like, I'm here. There's something going on in the Orlando Forum and the Rock Show. I feel like there's something happening in this uh, in this venue." Like, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's cool. I don't know." And they kept saying, "We think some people are involved. We're not sure." And then, boom! I get a press release uh, uh, from your uh, uh, great person, Holly, who who sent me an invite uh, to Tunnel of the Damned, and I think yeah. we should jump right in. How did this happen? And it's exciting. I'm excited about this because your creative mind and brain has been responsible for, or at least partially responsible for, a lot of our favorite haunt experiences the last uh, you know, half decade, decade or so. So uh, it's exciting to see that we will have this opportunity uh, you know, this Halloween season. Yeah, man, uh, we're all we're all really really stoked about it. Um, so yeah, obviously everybody's life has been kind of uh, you know changed, shall I say, over the course of the last six months and um, six plus months. And um, yeah, so about funny enough, about six weeks ago, um, I got a phone call from Michael, who is uh, the owner operator down there at the forum, and he and he was like, "Hey, with Horror Nights being canceled." Um, I'm really interested in trying to do something special. I want to do a COVID safe event. I want to do something that is absolutely terrifying. And I want to try to give something back to the, the crowd and try to give something back to the haunt community um, and give them an alternative to be able to come and play and escape essentially. Right. And, um, and I said, well, um, okay, so when do you want to open this? And he said, October 1st. <laughs> and I said, Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mean 2021? <laughs> it's it's and, pretty crazy. I feel like I knew about this before you did somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, seriously. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. So, yeah. So over the, I, what I said is, okay, you have to give me like 48 hours like to just do some exploratory work yeah. to see if there's anybody down and crazy enough to play. Um, and fortunately, I, I didn't have to wait long. Um, I made one phone call to Kim Grommel. Yep. Who I thought might just be crazy enough to be able to come play. And Kim has been done, you know, as you know, dozens, if not more than a hundred of the haunts at, right. at Horror Nights. Um, and he and I have a great working shorthand. So it was really, really great to bring him on. And then he and I went down there and solidified an agreement and said, okay, here we go. This is, this is how we want to play. And, um, and it's evolved into something that I think is going to be really, really uh, amazing for guests to experience. Um, on the, on the timeline that we had, um, I think guests will be. I think guests will be surprised, and that's that's something that I think everybody needs right now. I think everybody's looking for, sure. for that escape to try to figure out a place that they can go, that they feel good in, but also that they are going to be highly entertained. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, yeah, I mean, when we think about Horror Nights and, and I guess your history there as well, the uh, it, even though it's like the major corporate haunt, you know, it, it still has that indie feel. And so how did that kind of prep you and, and lead into kind of your creative direction for something that is now an indie house? True indie. It, true indie <laughs> in, in Orlando. Yeah, I, I never thought that, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going back to punk rock, you know? Mm. It's it's uh it's it's interesting. Um, I appreciate what you said in the fact that you know Horror Nights feels like an indie haunt. Um, in in a lot of respects because we had the freedom, uh, during my time there to create so many original stories for the fans. Mm. Um, it wasn't just a matter of doing the IP houses, which I actually uh believe are original houses too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with uh, that. <laughs> because because you you have no choice but to create an extension of that universe rather than uh just be beholden to what is yeah, what if you is went shown. through a poltergeist, I feel like you got that. Uh you know, those kind of houses. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. Poltergeist, shining. Yeah. Even 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 Stranger Things in both iterations, sure. it's an expansion of that universe. So mm-hmm. But the, but the nice thing is, and Will, Will, to your point, is that we have the opportunity here to tell an original story. And um, as far as the creative process is concerned, Kim and I, because we've worked so many uh, haunts together and we've created so much together, there is a, a natural narrative shorthand that we are on. Um, and really, it was a matter of, okay, let's look at locations that we could possibly put this in. And we knew we wanted to go dirty. We knew we wanted to go grimy. We knew we wanted to play with that kind of urban feel. Um, and so it, it didn't take us very long to launch onto a tunnel. Um, and then from there, the storyline kind of evolved. Um, and, and really what's fun about this haunt, um, is that we get the opportunity about every 10 days to change it over and create a brand new thematic inside. Yeah. I've heard you talk about this. This is crazy. So this, this is really fun for your local. Now for me, it's going to be sadly, probably I maybe I maybe I'll stop in twice, but for sure once, but if you're local, the you know the replay factor of this is is going to be really cool. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so yeah, when you when you get there, we're calling them phase one, phase two, phase three, and <laughs> it's appropriate um, right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we thought of it first. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we thought of it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't top of mind at all. <laughs> um, so the storyline, which what's great about the storyline is is a little bit also apropos to our our times right now. Um. The storyline is that a mass has centered itself over the city of New York, and it has for the last six months. There you go. Um, and uh, nothing has been able to get in. Nothing's been able to penetrate it. They've tried aero bombardment. The, the subways have, have stopped. You can't get in by air, land, sea. It doesn't matter. Um, but unbeknownst to the public at large, two weeks ago, a portal has opened up in the, what was the westbound lanes of the Lincoln Tunnel. And since that time, the military, who has set up a perimeter around the island, has sent in a group of scientists and groups of soldiers to try to see what's happening, and nobody's returned yet. And so you're basically just next on the list of people going in to try to feed whatever this is and try to figure out a way out um, and to rescue anybody that might be in there. That's really cool. Uh, and you make your yeah. way in and you find out that, uh, well, there's it really is – a there's a reason why nobody's come back out. Um, and then at the end of this phase, uh, it'll transition to the next phase where, yeah, the military was able to squash what was inside, but um, because they were able to do that and they, they cleared that out, um, the, the mass is still there and the portal is the only way in or out. And so 
the gangs that were still inside the city who were largely unaffected by this have now taken over the city. So that's city overtaken. So now you're dealing with, with gangs and it's a, a, a much different feel. So yeah, now sure. while you, yeah, you might have monster ish or creature esque characters. I don't want to give anything away. No, no. Yeah. You're dealing, you're dealing with the first phase. Now you're dealing with human aggressors. Right. And then in the third phase, everything literally goes to hell. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, was this been something you've been thinking about when you worked previously on other events or in the, where you could do something like this, where an event, or is this a brand new idea where a house could change and can morph? I guess that's sort of the, the luxury of, like you said, being a little more punk rock in this is you're able to have more fun within this space because it seems very natural because of how many of us go back and experience these things. Like there's a local haunt here in Nashville that is great. They do an incredible job, but it's sort of a one and done. Maybe, maybe you go twice. Uh, in a season, but if they were to tell me, you know, and there's already been open for a couple of weeks that in three weeks, the story progresses, it would be a lot more intriguing to make the trip back. But is this something that you've been playing around with, or is this something specifically for this event? This was something specifically for, that's a that's great cool. question. It's something specifically for this event, just to say, okay, we know that the percentage of guests that are going to be coming through the door are going to be local, right? Um, because, because people aren't traveling as much sure. distinctly just for horror nights. Yeah. And really, um, most of the business on I drive where this is going to be located is, is contingent upon, you know, getting all of the, the, the runoff in the daytime guests from yeah. the parks. Um, and what's great about it is that you do have still that, that diet HHN experience going on at universal during the daytime. So if people wanted to get their haunt on during the day, they could totally go there. And then at night, because the parks are closed. Head down to I Drive and then experience. Yeah. The and that's what we're planning on. on. That's what we're planning on doing. Is uh, I had not planned really a trip to go. I'll be honest. Uh, the two houses were intriguing. I wanted to. It just timeline was not looking good. Then I got your invite and I I started digging into what you were doing. I was like, well, we can make a full day out of this now. This is going to mm -hmm. be a lot of fun. Uh, it's not going to be just you know go down there. It's 15 minutes of our long travel day. Uh, so it's really cool that you're doing this. And I honestly kind of like that it's on iDrive. You know, Will and I grew up in that area. Right. Uh, there were, you know, haunted attractions were kind of a, a mainstay for a right. long time. That was kind of the originals in <laughs> yeah. the Orlando area were on iDrive. Yeah, or on iDrive, or just in the area. Like local Orlando um, haunted houses were just, I mean, whether it was from, you know, Terror or on Church Street or whether it was Skull, the Skull Kingdom. Skull you know? Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was so funny because I've talked about this before. Like, I missed out on Terror on Church Street. Yeah. And then I remember driving down iDrive when I first moved down here. Mm -hmm. And I looked over and I saw the, the, like, the facade for Skull Kingdom. And I was like, what in the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that thing, what? I want to go in there. And I was like, oh, it's, it's closed. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. I'll be honest. We, well, I can tell this. Yeah. We, uh, we were too young for Terror on Church Street. Right. Really. I mean, we, we didn't really make it in there. But for Skull, uh, Skull Kingdom, uh, we went in. Uh, we bought tickets. Right. Uh, I think we got, it's probably our first real haunted house. Yeah. We got about two rooms in and bailed completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. We were like <laughs> well, 11. The, there was a shift when it went from, it used to be called a haunted family attraction. Yeah. Then it got ranked like one of the top haunts in the country. <laughs> and they dropped family, family off the a haunted attraction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that does actually bring up a good point. Uh, you know, Horror Nights, it's for, you know, I, I kind of say, I always feel sort of, I'm starting to feel like the old man in the room sometimes, you know, because it is. Primarily, a lot of times it's for and it. Look, that's how we entered. We entered this our first year. We were 15 years old, mm -hmm. so I get it that like that is the when you're when you're when you're Stranger Things, 
you're going to be bringing in younger people. But for you guys, were you aiming for a certain age demographic, a younger or similar age group, a little bit older? Because I feel like you're maybe able to have a little bit more freedom in the scare when it comes to this. Is this still you thinking 13 and up? It's listed as a 13 and up. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's it's going to it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, that the 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 dynamic of developing after after, um, you know, so many years at, at Horror Nights. The dynamic of developing the audio, the lighting, the scenic, um, how the scares are brought to the, the the public would already be a challenge on this advanced timeline. Yeah. Um, from from for me, from just experience. Yeah, because you guys were working uh, on it for a, over a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Going from 13 months to six weeks is, is a bit of a is Insane. a bit of a shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say that we've I think we've found inventive ways for guests to still feel that impending doom and feel that that aggression from the from the characters that are that are populating the maze while still keeping them safe and still keeping them isolated and separate from how they're interactive with the with the uh, performers are. Um, it's not going to be, you know, it, it, I, although we didn't go the route of plexiglass the way that Universal has, um, we are using physical impediments to keep people separate from the characters and we're but it's still not it's still not going the whole way over to being just voyeuristic either yeah you know we're not locking people in a bubble and then you know pushing them past it so i was going to ask that actually because i'm sure a lot of people are listening and are, and are curious on how this sort of rolls if you haven't gone to a haunted house yet this season or you're trying to figure that out uh is are you going in groups do you know yet or is it how how did did you when you were building this thing was that the idea that you do i go in with my group or is it separated over you know, certain course of minutes, or are we just, you know, kind of free flowing in, into the tunnel of the damned? Yeah, that's the thing is that is that we knew we weren't going to be able in the age of COVID to be able to do conga line. There's right. no way. Um, and also, it gives us the opportunity as we're our punk rock to be able to pulse. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, you will be from a safety aspect, you'll be temperature checked before entering into. We are requiring all of our guests to wear masks as they enter into it. Um, by you'll be able to take your mask off if you're eating and drinking at the bar or sitting down and eating a meal. Um, also, as you enter into, we are limiting the guest size in, in party size to eight. Okay. If you are a group larger than eight, you have to break in half. Gotcha. And that's just what it is. Um, we are placing a, the, our, our queue line as it terminates into the pre-show area. Our pre-show is about a 90 second experience. So we'll, you'll that be sitting break there. Up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll be pulsed again into the first into the facade. Once you're at the facade, we then put pump you in. So our performers um, have the opportunity to really customize the scares for the guests as they're going through because you are pulsing. You get the opportunity to pick your shot, which I think is a lot of fun. And you get to really do surprise those guests because it's not, oh, I see what's happening 10 feet in front of me. And it's also not designed in that fashion. Um, at Horror Nights, it's a very distinct way of designing because you know for a fact you've got the possibility of somebody seeing the scare coming. Yeah, and missing or missing completely. Yeah. Or missing completely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and personally, and as Logan referenced earlier, we went to a local haunted house here that was that they, I, I loved the way they did it, and it's very similar to the way you're describing. Uh, I feel like um, for this time. Yeah. More limited people right. and actors. It and- almost is a better experience because of what you mentioned. You're not seeing the group, the people right in front of you. You're only maybe getting it's much a, scarier. a quarter yeah. of the scares because 
they're either picking the people in front of you, behind you, or you notice it. Like, it just yeah. the fact that, that that's the way it's been done, it's not necessarily the most efficient or most scary that this is, I mean, we were we were terrified at yeah. certain points. Yeah, when you're walking through it with just your friends, yeah. it is a different kind of experience than, you know, the the endless, like you said, conga line of 10,000 people in front of you and behind you. When it is just your group, there it almost had you like hear a, it, no other screams. It felt, no screams. It felt like a, like a fever dream that you're right. in, and that, and that's what. Uh, and and I I don't want to freak people out, but it is a lot of fun. It, it is a different experience, and this is running through. You're going to take it through the Halloween season, yep. And then uh, hopefully hopefully we'll see more. You got hey man, Orlando needs some full time some full time haunts. We'll see. I don't think this will go full time, no. but. You know, if successful, I think that um, we could be bringing in a brand new Halloween tradition, which is an exciting thing as well. And I love that. When it, I have a question about the space. You usually used to working on sound stages or working in, mm-hmm. uh, working in uh, you know, big tents that you're building specifically for this. Uh, I don't know this venue that well, other than seeing some photos. I know some friends who have gone to some of the shows there. But what has that uh, been like for you, I guess, taking, because it's kind of an event performance space. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah it's a great question. Uh, the The wonderful thing about the, the space itself is that if you take out all the tables and chairs that are normally used when it is banquet style or whether it's being the, the rock show and it's got, you know, just regular seats for people right. to sit in and watch. Um, it is a very large space. It's got high ceilings. There's lots of steel to hang things from. There's there's a staging area, so we will have an area where guests will have to choose whether or not they want to go up the stairs and do a couple of different scenes, or they want to take the ADA bypass. <laughs> uh, um, and 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 a decision will need to be made. Yeah. And um, and that'll be fine. Um, I, I I look forward to that. And the characters are actually very excited about whether or not they do take the ADA bypass because you're still going to get hit regardless yeah. of which way you go. Um, but I think that I think that it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and a stretch for that creative muscle to move into a different space that might not be itself open to immediate um, implementation of a haunt. Yeah, I mean, if you've where been you, in one of those, if you've been in a, a universal uh, soundstage when there's nothing in it, it is a massive, it is a massive television studio, blank space for you guys to work in. Uh, and this, at mm-hmm. least, you'll, you'll have some, I, I kind of like that, though. It gives you a little bit more fun, a little bit more challenge. You do, yeah, and and especially with Kim, it it definitely was was a lot of fun because he, I've never seen Kim because usually when you do have that blank space, you're like, no, it has to be absolutely perfect, it has to be absolute in on the <laughs> measurement, and we got in here and he was just like, yeah, let's move it four feet, Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, move it around the because corner, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, why not? We get the opportunity to be able to do that and make up our own rules as as far as you know how we want to design and how we want the guest flow to go. That's really great, and we look forward to coming. I have to say, I'm going to bring this up here, Patrick. Uh, one, we, we've appreciated your time and your time at Universal because it brought us a lot of joy. It brought us a lot of fun. Uh, all the houses that you created, all the experience, it just being a great host to all of us who are in the fan community, and one, I wanted to say I really appreciate that. And um, if maybe I'll tag on the audio version some of your older interviews because uh, you were such a, a voice for people who, who loved this kind of season. And we are so thankful and happy to have another experience from you in the local area, just a couple miles down the road. Uh, it's it's really great. Hey, thanks. I, I I appreciate the support that you guys have shown me throughout the you know the time and and for and for not only myself but also for all of the members of the show direction team, um, creative development, as well as just the the community at large for Horror Nights and the fandom that that is surrounding that. I mean, certainly 
it's not ideal and not optimal that I'm not there to, to be with them to, to work on the houses that are open right now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there was never a doubt in my mind that they wouldn't be able to not only pull off, but find huge amounts of success in the houses that we developed together mm-hmm. that they were showing the guests. Um, both Tooth Fairy and Bride were, were passion projects of mine while I was there. And it's, it, it's exciting to see that they're being as received as well as they are. Yeah. Um, I've heard great things. Obviously I haven't, I'm going next week. I'm going to be double, you know, doing yours and, and those, it's nice to see. So this is your, this is like your trilogy here. I understand, man. That's gotta be a bit odd of an experience that that's crazy. I didn't realize they were you know both stuff that you worked on. Yeah, I assumed, but, the, but I had no idea. Yeah, but the amount of love and passion and and talent and 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 sheer raw um, uh, strength that the team that is there has, um, I, I there was never a doubt that they would be able to do uh, amazing things. Yep. And and it's not mine. That's the wonderful thing about it. And and the kind of the bittersweet sweet thing about it is that those stories belong to Universal Orlando, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's great. Yeah. That's the gig when you sign up to do it. Um, but it's 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 really rewarding to see how many people are are positively yeah. responding to it. Well, that Tooth Fairy I, House, I feel like I heard about for like six years, and now it's finally here. <laughs> so. uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that, that's like a three year process <laughs> yeah. to get that house up. Yeah, and, and a lot I, of IP I rights going on with the Tooth Fairy. I feel like, no, Tooth Fairy is very Tooth protective very, of the brand. Yeah, very protective yeah, yeah. of the brand. There are there are still concepts that that were talked about during my time there that. We're like three, four, five, sometimes six years old that still haven't made it to the light yeah. of day and have become somewhat, indi- indi- you know, just like individual jokes, yeah. group jokes when we walk into concept. It's like your first day of concept and somebody will open their mouth and go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, God, not again. <laughs> yeah, no. Or or this is the year. This is the year we're doing <laughs> yeah. it. And then and then sure as shit, that one gets bumped. Yeah. And, and you're like, no, not again. And of not course, again. that's the one that ends up, uh, you know, this year, Tooth Fairy over and over again. Uh, yeah. But Tunnel of the Damned, it's opening up, What opening up by the time people hear this, I guess end of the week, right? We're opening up here? Yeah, October October 1st, Tunnel of the Damned down at the Orlando Forum of Fear on iDrive. All right. And, yeah. the, and the, we'll, we'll put all the website links and everything. I'm sure our audience knows how to get tickets and show up. Do I need to buy tickets beforehand? Is that like that or... You can buy tickets. You can you can buy tickets there. You can buy them online. Okay, either cool. way. All right, man. It's just exciting to talk to you, and it's a lot of fun. I do I do want to for people who are listening. I'm not sure if there was a werewolf at your house or a rooster, or there was some sort of noise. Okay. Uh, there was, but I'd say it felt very appropriate. Yeah, it, if your, it, if it, your okay. doorbell is a rooster, door- I'm going to be impressed. <laughs> or if it's a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. So I've I, I've done a couple of podcasts uh, recently, <laughs> and and you know I'm. <laughs> There is a, a neighbor behind us <laughs> mm-hmm. that about about three weeks ago got uh, a hen. Yeah, and and we were like, oh, okay, cool. They have a chicken. That's yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Nice. They yeah. want eggs. You walk Great. over, for the, get some eggs. Good for them. And then they got a rooster. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to kill that bird. <laughs> I'm serious. First, like, get I'm some with, like audio like seven, though. You know, you got to record some. Oh, you can oh, use oh, that oh, in the houses. Great. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like yeah, the rooster's internal clock's a little off. Like, yeah, is, is the rooster supposed to be earlier <laughs> yeah. in the day? <laughs> oh, oh, he goes from seven to like noon, stops for three hours, and then starts at three fifteen in the afternoon and goes till seven. This is all day rooster. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he's rooster yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. very Absolutely. efficient. All right, Patrick. Yeah. Well, thank you again. I know you got to go. You got other places to go. We're gonna give our full thoughts. Uh, 
you know, next probably in the next week or so on Tunnel of the Damned, at least of, of phase one of Tunnel of the Damned, because we're going to be coming down. Uh, our plan is at least to come down next week and to experience this. And we can't thank you enough for uh, bringing another hot alternative uh, to the Orlando area. Hey, appreciate it, fellas. Thanks so much for your time. Good to see you.